Joshua T. Berglund, and welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. What you just saw is a new show that I'm doing called, uh, I almost called it One Mic. My goodness, you got to love that. Uh, spoken Word with Joshua T. Berglund. And the difference is between this show and this one, the, the new show, is that this is just me speaking. Gosh, I can't talk today. Speaking of speaking, um, you know, one of my favorite things in the world to do is to elevate others. It's what we do with our nonprofit media organization, and it's what we do with this network. I mean, we are called the Digital Noah's Ark for a reason, and I won't spend a lot of time on that right now, but I love to elevate other voices. I love to elevate interesting people. I think the people that are doing, um, using their gifts to be a blessing to others, I, I love interviewing those those people. Uh, and our, our guest today um, is is not a subject that I normally spend a lot of time with. I've done interviews like this before, but this to me is one of the more important interviews I've done because it's it's talking about health. And right now, health, uh, our health is always important. I mean, our body is a temple for crying out loud. But I think that we've neglected our health and with some of the decisions that we've made, and I'm not going to get into that right now, but the subject of health matters. Um, so I'm excited about having our guest on, but with this new show that I'm doing, you're It's basically why you'll learn why they call me a shock jock evangelist. I'm not a Bible thumper by any means, but I love the Bible. I have my issues with the Bible, but I love the Bible. Um, as you know, I'm a man of faith, but that said, I don't necessarily fit into the box that most Christians want me to fit into. And I will never apologize for not. We support the LGBT community here. We don't support the agenda. In fact, we don't really support any agenda other than being what God created you to be. We, uh, on this network, we will have Muslims, we'll have Buddhists, we'll have Jewish people, we'll have all people from all walks of life. Why? How could I do that as a lover of Jesus Christ? Because, well, I honor the one commandment that he said to honor the most, and that is to love your neighbor and to love him. And you know what? I love everybody. I find myself in this really big battle right now because there's a lot of people I want to punch in the throat. But really, I'm sick of people lying. I'm sick of people manipulating. And even in the health field, the health field is one of the most, uh, uh, you talk about psyops, you talk about conspiracy, you talk about bullcrap, you talk about deceptive. The health industry is full of it. Uh, the four food groups is a prime example. It's been the biggest lie, one of the biggest lies we've ever been told. So anyway, the point is that I'm using that show is to share what God has put on my heart. That's really about it. So thank you for watching that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the Live Mana Network. Ever since we got booted from the last two networks, uh, we have grown. We've doubled our audience every single day. Thank you for that. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world. Thank you for downloading our app. In fact, you can go to that barcode that's right there in the corner. You can scan that and find links to everything that we do. You can find links to all of our apps. You can find links to uh, our, our nonprofit uh, media organization. It's all right there on that link. Really, really simple. Of course, just go to livemono.org. Thank you for being here. So I'm really excited about our guests because, you know, when they talk about health, you know, you hear about all the different fad diets, you hear about gluten-free, you hear about paleo, or you hear about, what's my wife do that she loves so much? Keto. Yeah, keto does that. And and, and, and I don't know if you're like me or not, but I will try new things because I like to eat straight up. My body weight fluctuates. I mean, you would almost think that I was still a meth addict the way that my, my, my body fluctuates. I can gain 60 pounds without taking a breath, it seems, and then I can lose another 60 just as easy. I, I can't explain it, but I just yo-yo. And maybe it's because I try different things all the time. I don't know, you know, but nothing's ever really worked for me long term because I freaking like to eat. I like donuts, not going to lie, but I also like cheeseburgers. But I also can eat salmon and fish and I can eat greens and veggies. Frankly, I just like to eat. And, and I hate the fact that I fluctuate with weight. I do the same workouts. I do all the same things. And frankly, one of the biggest insecurities I have is my waistline because it changes all the time. And, and I haven't really gotten to understand it. But for me, being, in, and I mentioned this earlier, is my body is a temple. I want my mind right. I've spent so much time, uh, you know, making my mind strong. And my heart strong and, you know, getting away from the evil life that I used to live. And so I put all that energy into getting spiritually ready, putting my, my armor on and just being the man that called me to be. But where I fall short is my diet. And maybe our guest today, Mr. Mark Nelson from Fellow One, who is an expert in the four body types and a lot more. I mean, this... The, if you go to uh, Fellow One, it's F-E-L-L-O-W. I almost wanted to say zero. Fellow One, F-E-L-L-O-W-O-N-E.com. You go to this website, you will see that they are in it. I mean, it is one of, I. it's way over my head, um, or at least in the, the, the brief look that I had at it, but they are extensive and truly, truly understanding the different body types so that you know, they're, they're, whether they call them clients or patients or whatever, um, that they the, the advice that they're giving you, the instruction that they're giving you is spot on for your body type. Because let's face it, we're all different. There's a reason why gluten-free doesn't work for everybody or keto doesn't work for everybody. There's a reason why vegetarian doesn't work for everybody. It's because we have different body types. But the thing is, I'm probably simplifying this way too much. And this is why we bring experts on. So you guys are in for a treat. Uh, Mr. Mark Nelson will be introduced as soon as we get back from this message.
want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want the finer things, the diamond rings, designer jeans, all minor things in the wider scheme. But at what cost to realize your dreams? Been bleeding in the wheel more, put the crown of thorns on, spill more. My mic bloody cause I kill more, but I'm still poor. Bottom is where I started, but I get to the top and park it. Hug up in a harlot, my battery need charging. And to reach my target is the illest in the market. It's some liquid from my arteries, but spill onto the carpet, yeah. Everybody want fame, nobody wanna work for it. Want them all to know your name, don't wanna see no hurt for it. You want it for the rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red. Welcome back to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. I am Joshua T. Berglund. Thank you for being here on the Live Mana Network. And as I said, you can find all of our apps and information by scanning that barcode right there. Thank you in advance for your support. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an absolute honor for me to introduce to you the chief, is the chief researcher, chief clinician, just the chief badass. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Nelson. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really, really excited to have you on and learn why I can probably be, stop being a fat ass. And uh, so I'm grateful for you're here. But before we get into all the fun, what are you grateful for today and why? My health. And I think that you spoke clearly about it in the intro. Without our health, we don't have anything. It's really the only thing that we truly own. And maintaining it is vital to a happy life. So health. That's good. So to be grateful for health, I think to be truly grateful for health, even with what you just said, I think that we have to go through a period in our life that maybe we weren't so healthy, um, especially to be able to have a level of appreciation for health the way you do now. Was Did, did you come out of the womb healthy and just ready to do things the right way? Or did you deal with some you know, health issues growing up. According to mainstream scientists and medical doctors, I was a normal child. However, when I was about eight and I was out on the soccer field playing shirts off soccer, I began to notice that my body was very different than most of my peers. And when we think about the human body, we think about it in terms of the standard scientific human body anatomy book, body type one, that you find in any scientific anatomy book and when we look at that image it is a fully de developed image with all of the muscle and muscle mass etc yet when i looked at my body and compared it to my peers I, I didn't have all that muscle i was missing muscle mass all over my body and in place of it was fat and i was a skinny child i was uh, scrawny skinny and so it wasn't that i was overweight or obese i just had fat in place of where there should be muscle and muscle mass when we go into these uh, standard physicals with the doctor and they would run me through all their tests and do the bmi tests and i would come in uh, in my safe bmi weight range and so the doctor would say oh he's totally normal yet when i would bring up the question as to why i have fat and at the time there was no term for it so it was just fat. 
but when you're skinny, you're not fat. So how can you be skinny and fat? And the real term for it now that is becoming more accepted in both the scientific and medical communities is skinny fat. And there are types of skinny fat, which are cellulite, thin fat, loose skin, saggy skin, crepey skin, and normal weight obesity. And so when I would ask the doctor about why I had all this fat, skinny fat, in place of muscle and muscle mass, they would just brush it off as, oh, it's just normal. Don't worry about it. You're within your safe BMI weight range, so don't worry about it. But it was a huge concern because muscle plays a vital role in your day-to-day functioning. Whether you are a sports person, uh, if you don't have muscle, then you can't really play sports well because that's what an athlete really is. They're just muscle. And of course, there's talent and skill and, and, and such. But if you don't have muscle, then you can't really play the sport. And so I moved from soccer to tennis, but I couldn't hold the racket with one hand. I had to, I had to hold it with two hands, with both the, the forehand and the backhand, because I didn't have the muscle. So yes, I was technically normal out of the womb. But as I grew and I got to my teens and to my 20s, and puberty hit, and I grew more and more fat, and I was lacking muscle, it was obvious to me that I was not normal, that it was something seriously wrong. And obesity is common in our family, especially on my father's side of the family. Yet, because everything is based on the BMI, no one really has questioned it until we started our our research. So is that making sense? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. The first person that comes to mind is Steph Curry. For the place for the Warriors, the basketball player, because when he was growing up, you know, he was super, super skinny. I can't say he was skinny fat, but he didn't have any muscle on him. And, you know, when he was playing basketball, they never thought he would make it. And the way he had to shoot was basically, I mean, it was just, it looked like it was going to kill him when he was trying to shoot the basketball. And now he's the greatest three-point shooter of all time. He must have figured out his body and what to do. So as you're figuring out this part about yourself, like when did the light bulb go off? Something has to change. And what was your journey like trying to discover what basically what it is it that you needed to do to become who you are today? So I guess technically the light bulb went off when I was around age 10. And I, I first truly noticed it and asked my mother about why I had all this fat all over my body, even though I was skinny. And because my father is an obese man, it was normal. So she didn't really have an answer. And so years passed. And when I got to college, I really got into weightlifting uh, because I I had done a lot of cardio previous and some weightlifting, but I really wanted to add muscle. So it was really in college, uh, the last few years of college especially, where I started to mirror some of my weightlifting friends uh, who who were all muscle. They would go into the gym and they would lift weights and they would put on muscle very easily and they were ripped and they looked just like the standard scientific human body anatomy book body type one with all of the muscles fully developed. And no matter what I did, I followed their same diet. I did all their supplements. I went down to the gym with them and I did sets with them and did all the same exercises. No matter what I did, putting on muscle was nearly impossible. I still had skinny fat all over my body. And so... That, I guess, was really when the light bulb went off and I was just fed up and I just didn't understand. And 
it affected so many things. I, I was prone to being bullied because I was so small and scrawny and weak. And it just, it, it, it really affected everything in my life. And so that's really when I set off on my journey was right at the end of college. And I've been doing it ever since. And uh, I opened up the, the nonprofit in 2003 and really began the research after I'd gotten the experience that I needed to understand how to do all that. Um, so fellow one, yeah. fellow one is the nonprofit. That's right. It's actually yeah. fellow one research. Uh, and the parent company is fellowship of one. Okay. I like that name a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what, so when your research started, what was the thing that you discovered about yourself that wasn't right? Because if you're, and look, I'm a supplement junkie. I so much to the point. I mean, I remember stealing my parents' Juice Plus vitamins as a kid, and and I and we always took vitamins, and you know, not the Flintstone kind. My parents like they invested in quality supplements. So as I grew up, I was always interested in it, and then I started like a knucklehead. I I really damaged my body uh, because in high school, and I'm not blaming Mark McGuire and all those guys. But when I found out what I thought they were taking androstein dion, um, which was, you know, the precursor for steroids or whatever, which they were taking the real thing. But my young, dumb brain was like, oh, I want some of that, too. So I start taking it. Then I find out, oh, they're taking real steroids. So I started taking steroids really young. And then on top of that became because I was an adrenaline junkie and, you know, started coke and meth pretty early in my in my in my younger days and went on for a long time. But then the pre-workouts and the fat burning pills and all that stuff. Like I started at 13, many things, just abusing all that stuff to the point that it's dramatically affected my body now. But I know what you mean by saying I'm doing the same workouts as the guys next to me. I'm doing the same supplements. I'm doing everything they're doing because I want to look like that. And I wasn't getting anywhere near. So for you... What did you discover why you doing the same thing the people next to you are doing, why it wasn't working for you? So with my theory in hand that I was lacking muscle and muscle mass all over my body, and it wasn't really a theory. It was just a fact. <laughs> but understanding that fact and why was really the next phase in the research. And of course, the human body boils down to genetics and DNA. And so it was just understanding the structure of the human body. So I came at it from a logical point of view. Uh, and just so that your listeners fully understand my point of view and the point of view of our organization, we are actually a spiritual science organization, which is a very rare thing in the world right now. We very much believe in spirit and science, uh, that they go hand in hand and that uh, the world won't become a better place until both those things are respected as equals. That the Holy means, Spirit yeah. or the Spirit? Just Say again, I'm sorry. Holy Spirit or Spirit? I, I wouldn't really say that there's a difference there. I would say that they're this, they are this, the same thing. Um, yeah, but that's my point of view. No, well, um, and really quick. So I, just to clarify, so this... This is something as a believer, as a follower of Jesus and someone who's been baptized by fire and has the Holy Spirit and all that stuff. I, 
one of the things that I always have really battled with is what you just brought up. And that is the, the spirit inside of me is I had the same gifts that I have now. I just was using them for evil for a long time. And yet when I accepted Jesus and I went down that road, my whole life did change. But the spirit and the gifts that I have hasn't changed. And so I've always like wrestled with that going, is there a difference? Because it kind of seems like the same thing, except I'm feeding my spirit a bunch of evil stuff. And now I feed it better stuff and good stuff. And that's, and so therefore I'm getting different results. So I was just asking for clarifying because I, I just wanted to know. So I would answer that by saying that there's really nothing that I am not. I am evil and I am good, and it's the choice that I make to be what I am. Um, I, I believe in the soul, that my soul um, is all of that, and that it's the choices in my life. And I think that it's about being honest. And I, I genuinely appreciate all of your honesty because we are human beings. We are fallible. We make choices, and some of them are good and some of them are bad. And it's coming to terms with those choices and just accepting and and bringing our life back to a state of balance and doing good in the world. Um, so uh, is that um, is that OK? Yeah. Listen, if you said that you worship the devil, you could still be on the show. <laughs> I, as I was saying in the beginning, I want an open forum. I want open conversation and i stand by this one statement how how great is your faith if it can't be challenged if you can't handle someone's different point of view or a different philosophy your faith is pretty weak because you should be able to hear it and have an open mind to what other people are saying because the fact is i believe and we can carry on with the interview after this um i believe that we've been lied to about pretty much everything since we were born like nothing has ever really been truly honest and I'm not blaming anybody because so much of the information was passed on to our parents and grandparents and, 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 and they thought that they were right. And then as we get older, we learn that eh, a lot of that was bull crap, like health. So anyway, I, I appreciate you sharing all that very much. And I appreciate that last comment because I think that that would be another conversation for the next time I come on your show, because that is a very interesting conversation. That is, there's a lot of truth in what you just said. But back to your question about how I came about uh, the the actual research. I I was looking at my body and and understanding it and why. No matter what diet, exercise, or lifestyle I did, I never looked like the standard scientific human body anatomy book body type one and. Uh, coming from a scientific point of view, I believe in standards. I believe that we have to have standards because we have to have something to hold ourselves to. And so when I would look at the by the body mass index and the BMR, which is, are the other two body type science standards, according to mainstream science and medical doctors, they, all of it was was greatly flawed, but no one wanted to hear it. The, the standard scientific human body anatomy book is flawed because it's a fact that any part of the human body can be genetically underdeveloped to whatever degree. It's a fact that uh, the body mass index is flawed because skinny fat is very real. It's possible to be normal weight obese. It is a 
medically and scientifically accepted term now. You can go to the Mayo Clinic site and learn all about normal weight obesity. Uh, and a, another reason why the BMI is inaccurate is because it's possible to have excess muscle on your body that would put you into the overweight or obese columns of your BMI weight scale. And you are most certainly not overweight or obese, sort of like the rock. That dude is all muscle. If you did his BMI calculation, it's most probably that he is in the obese or in the overweight or obese columns, but he is not overweight or obese. In terms of the basal metabolic rate, that is inaccurate. So the basal metabolic rate is your BMR. It's the number of calories daily that your body requires to function to do its basic survival, the minimum number of calories daily. It is inaccurate because skinny fat only burns two to three calories per day. Fat or skinny fat only burns two to three calories per day, whereas muscle mass burns six calories per day. So if you have skinny fat, genetically, if you have skinny fat on your body in place of muscle and muscle mass, your body is burning less calories daily, but you're but your BMR is not calculating that. And so you are likely eating too many calories daily. So those are the three mainstream science and medical doctor standards that are not accurate. And when I looked at those, sorry. No, I'm, I'm just laughing because it's, again, that is what is beaten into our heads that we need to follow over right. and over and over again. It is. And, and it's, it's why we don't, we don't push a specific diet for all the reasons that you said in the intro of the show. There are diets that work for different body types. We have a whole list of diets up on our website along with a whole list of um, different exercises because we believe that and we would actually look at it more from a scientific point of view that it's really just a fact that human bodies are different that you can't just shove one diet or one exercise on, on, on everyone and say that it will work for everyone. So we do think that the blue zone Mediterranean diet is likely the best diet because it's backed by a lot of science. There are five blue zones across the planet where people live well into their hundreds with no allopathic medicine. They aren't popping pills. They aren't, they're just living normal daily lives into their hundreds healthy. And so that's why we think that the Blue Zone Mediterranean diet is the best diet. But again, we're not necessarily pushing that diet. We believe that there are different diets and lifestyle choices and exercises for different people. So that's, the, the, that diet is really, really good for your heart, correct? It's really good in so many ways. And it's not, and you can still eat meat. It's just a lot less. Um, it's a vegetarian focused diet. Um, but and there's no refined foods, no um, processed or fast or junk foods. Um, now maybe once in a blue moon, if it's the holidays and you want to eat a donut, whatever. But it's, it is focused on a heavily vegetarian diet, um, but it still allows everything else so that you don't feel like you're missing out on life. It's just moderation. Um, yeah. So, but. Say again, I'm sorry. I just said, what a concept, moderation. Right, totally, yes. I think most um, of the people, that I, the, the demographic is very diverse uh, that watch and listen to this program, but I will tell you that moderation is one thing that we do not, like, 
there's a lot of former addicts that watch this show and current addicts. Uh, so moderation is not a word that we're very comfortable with. So anyway. <laughs> so um, in terms of the science, as we, as we learned what the mainstream science and medical doctors scientific standards were, and we understood why they were inaccurate, we began to build our own standards. So if we understand the human body and how it's structured, we understand that it's built on genetics and DNA. And again, that genetics and DNA can be underdeveloped to whatever degree any part of the human body. So if we look at the spine and the vertebrae in the spine, every vertebra houses a specific set of muscles. And if any of those muscles are underdeveloped in any way, it will affect your posture. And as I've already stated, if you have skinny fat in place of muscle and muscle mass that you're already burning less calories, all of that affects your body type. So logically, we broke down body types in terms of the number of vertebrae in your back. And there are technically 33 vertebrae, but if you break it down in terms of the bones uh, in, in relation to the vertebrae, there are 26. There are seven cervical, uh, 12 thoracic, five lumbar, one sacrum, and one coccyx. So we broke it down into a body type one, which has zero underdeveloped vertebrae. A body type two has one to eight underdeveloped vertebrae. A body type three, nine to 17, and a body type four has 18 to 26. And once you can look at it from that point of view, we have really good images up on our website that show and compare the different body types. And you can see that with a body type one, we have hundreds of real life scientific body type quizzes up on the site now. And our body type ones, we have plenty of them and they look just like a standard scientific human body, anatomy book body type one. They have all of the muscle and muscle mass fully developed. They look just like it. The body type twos, not so much. Almost, and some of them you could argue, yeah, they actually do, uh, but it, not so much. In biotype 3, even more so, they do not look like the, the standard in a biotype 4. They just are lacking muscle over most of their body. And I was born in a biotype 4. So that's how we, using the logic and the reasoning and the science, that's how we broke down body type so that, so that we could understand it. And... So I guess I'll sort of pause there and ask, is that making sense? And then um, I've got more to say about that. Well, it's making about as much sense as hearing it for the first time can. Um, but I here's what I appreciate about it is that it's in, inspired me to want to know more and to look into it more, which is always a good thing um, because I haven't heard this way of thinking and frankly, in anyone I've ever spoken to, you know, people have their way of thinking. This kind of pulls back. I, uh, what's the way? I, I guess the viewpoint. It's pulling me back to kind of see of a bigger picture and to see some more underlying things that could be at hand. I'm curious though how how much of what you're talking about with the four body types is do hormones have any factor into disrupting those body types or does it have any play at all or is, is it any relate is there any relation at all i guess is what i'm trying to say yes hormones most certainly play a factor in weight loss and weight gain and the development of the human body 
Um, and, and that's just a, a fact. But if we look at the hormone body types, because uh, there are uh, hormone body types out there, what is lacking, what is deficient with the hormone body types is one, any real science to, to back them up. We know that hormones affect the human body. That's not in debate. But why hormones would affect your body type is a whole other uh, conversation. Because if hormones, so actually, let me come at it from this point of view. We, out of our hundreds of body type quizzes up on the site right now, we have plenty of, of, of people who are body type ones who claim that they have a hormone deficiency has been diagnosed by their by their doctor but they're still a body type one whereas we also have body type quiz, uh, quiz two three and four body types where they also have hormone issues and uh, and they are lacking muscle mass on their body so that begs the question if hormones are the reason why body types are an issue then why would we have body type ones who have hormone issues but don't have uh, but their body type looks like the standard, whereas we have other body types who don't. It really boils down to the structure of the human body. And if, and again, if you go in and look at the quizzes that we have up on our site, you can see clearly from all of the quizzes that there is structural lack of development, lack of muscle mass on the body. So that begs the question, what hormones eat or dissolve muscle and muscle mass, especially with our younger quiz participants, because that just doesn't make any sense. And there is no science that says that there are home, that, that there are hormones that somehow magically erase or dissolve or get rid of muscle and muscle mass for whatever reason. That science just doesn't exist. And there is no evidence for that. Huh. Two, we have plenty of people who talk about how the, they lost weight, and they think that when they lost weight, that they lost muscle mass. But again, there is no science whatsoever. There's zero science that says that when you lose weight, that your body eats muscle or, or muscle mass. The only reason that the body would eat or consume muscle mass is because you are starving yourself. And that is not healthy weight loss. If you are starving your body to lose weight, that is not healthy weight loss. That is not how you lose weight. Okay, well, really quick, because there's a lot of people that are really into intermittent fasting. Um, it's the different types of fasting. And there's intermittent fasting. Is There's two primary ways, the 16-8 and what is the, the well, and then the 18-6, I think, is the two. But, but then there's other people that will fast like every other day. I mean, there's lots of fasting programs. Is that considered starving? So it would be relative to your BMR. So in terms of safe scientific weight loss, the, the current research shows that a 500 calorie daily deficit is safe. So if you're 500 calories under your basal metabolic rate, then you're fine uh, it, it, in the short term. If you're doing that in the, in the long term, that is not safe. But short term weight loss is that's really what weight loss is. You are losing the weight and then you are choosing a diet, exercise, and lifestyle to keep that weight off in the long run. The problem is, is that once folks do lose that weight, because they don't understand their body type, if they are a body type two, three, or four, and they are relying on their BMR once they lose the weight to keep the weight off, as already stated, their 
BMR is likely not accurate because it doesn't take into account skinny fat. And if you have not taken into account skinny fat in terms of your, your BMR, then likely daily you're still eating too many calories, which means that you're going to put on weight again because you're eating too many calories, even though you're following the science as it currently says. So we have an adjusted basal metabolic rate up on our site for biotype 2, 3, and 4. So you can get a better sense of relative to how much skinny fat that you have on your body. Because again, one pound of muscle burns six calories daily, but one pound of fat or skinny fat only burns two to three calories daily. You can use that adjusted uh, BMR so that you can better understand how many calories your body needs in terms of skinny fat on it so that you aren't overeating um, daily calories so that you can help keep that weight off in the long run. So we are, we think that the fasting in general when done safely is totally fine. It's safe. Um, but again, so long as you are at a 500 calorie deficit per day, if you are losing weight in, in the process of, of losing weight, and then once you've lost the actual weight, then it, you should really pull that up. Um, 500 calories is a lot. Um, so I wouldn't say keeping it at 500, but if you're doing the fasting and you're only doing two meals per day, uh, then it could be hard to get all your calories. Just be careful. Um, yeah. Um, and I will say too that what the scientific research really shows is that fasting is really about giving the body a period of time of rest in between uh, eating. So if you if your last meal is at 8 p.m., then 12 hours until 8 a.m. is really fasting, right? It's why it's called break fast because you're breaking the fast overnight where you're, you are giving your body time to rest and not have to do anything. And overnight sleeping is really where the body heals itself. So fasting is really best when you do it overnight and you look at doing your last meal, again, probably around 8 p.m. But it's really about your sleep cycles. If you're a night owl, which is totally fine, then maybe you eat later in the evening, but you don't eat until later in the morning. Again, it's really understanding your specific body and body type uh, and making those diet exercises and lifestyle, uh, lifestyle choices accordingly. That makes a lot of sense. That's really would be, I tend to, because I, I keep weird hours, and being up later, even though I want to go to bed early, I can't possibly fall asleep till much later. So when I happens, I'm I'm gonna I'm eating right before I go to bed, basically, which I know is not good. Um, but then I try to not eat till afternoon. Like I haven't eaten yet today. It's two o'clock here. You know, I'm trying I'm trying to do better about it and be disciplined. But the problem is I get bored or get confused or get hungry or get munchies or whatever. And then I just, whatever program I'm on, I just throw it away immediately. And, and it's, it's, I've, I really, but I, it's the fact is, is that I have not figured out really a, what my body type really is, what my body really needs. Um, I know that I deal with massive inflammation because of having HIV, um, which is a, it's really the medication that does the, it causes the inflammation. So I should change my foods with that alone. Um, I, I used to weigh over. I used to weigh three hundred pounds, but I lost the weight. Of it. Cocaine made me fat. How that? That's a long story. But I weighed, I got up to three hundred pounds, and so I I 
quit sugar, quit doing all of that, quit carbs, quit. And I lost all the weight for a good amount of time, got down to 205, but I've been hovering between 230 and 250 when I really want to be about 210. And, and I just what can't. Height? Huh? What is your height? I'm 6'2". Oh, so you're tall. So thank you. So what now? Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I'm really done. I was just saying, like, I, I I would like to get to 210, but I've kind of gotten to this place where now I, I swing back and forth from this 20-pound. <laughs> that's, that's the routine I'm in now is yo-yoing 20 pounds, and I can't figure out why. And I'll go gluten-free. I'll do no sugar. I'll try all that, but it doesn't last. Where do you have a tendency to put fat weight on your body? It's my stomach. In, in, in your stomach. So it sounds I have like no, that nowhere else but my stomach. And so, and is it is it from the uh, upper stomach to the to the lower stomach, just the mid stomach, the lower stomach? Which part of your stomach is it? The whole thing? It's the bottom and the top. <laughs> so it sounds like you're probably uh, lacking muscle mass relative to at least your lumbar vertebrae. And that would be so. One of the things that I would say would help with that would be yoga because yoga helps you get in touch with your spine uh, and doing yoga the the power of yoga when it's done right is it's really using gravity against the body and it's really isometric excuse me isometrics and when you can hold a pose uh, and you can build that actual muscle relative to your to your vertebrae it's helping build that muscle uh, and Whereas if you are just going in and doing weightlifting and you're trying the machines and trying to build muscle in that area of your body, the downside of doing repetition exercises like machines or even just you know, pumping iron is as soon as you stop doing those repetition exercises, that muscle will go away because that's just how the human body works. However, if you are using gravity in relation to your spine, like with yoga, and you're doing yoga right, you can actually build that muscle and work on your spine and work on your posture. And if you can translate that to standing up and walking, you can then maintain that muscle for the rest of your life because what's really maintaining the muscle on your body every day is the gravity pushing down on your body. And so that's really how to properly build muscle is to get to know your spine and vertebrae, build the muscle relative to them, which yoga can help with. We are working on cutting edge exercises right now uh, that will help do that as well. Not really at liberty to share much more on that because uh, there's really no way for me to safely talk about that, but there are <laughs> ways that you can build muscle relative to those, to those vertebrae and maintain it without having to go to the, to the gym always. And I love lifting weights. I'm not, I'm not knocking going to the, to the gym. I'm simply reminding folks that, downfall of doing repetition exercises like weightlifting is as soon as you stop doing it, then all that muscle goes away eventually. I, okay. You, you're on to something and that is a confirmation for me. I practice yoga six days a week um, and I loved it. I mean, there was days I'd go twice. I just, it was so powerful. And then I had two back surgeries and I, I broke the habit. I was addicted to it. I was going all the time. I had a six pack. I had all the things. And then two back surgeries. I, I just got out of the practice and I just, 
you know, didn't really, I, I don't know, I couldn't, I didn't get back into it, but I've been talking to my wife about this, um, saying I like, really, we need to go back and start doing that. And of course, this is going to sound crazy, but going back to the faith and the spiritual side of it, you know, it's one of those things too, that's controversial amongst believers. And I, and I'm one of those people, and this is where I piss off Christians all the time is like everything God created is good. Stretching and breathing is good. It's not like man corrupts things, man corrupted cannabis, man corrupted, uh, the medicinal mushrooms. Like we, we corrupted it and like abused all of these things. And yeah, that's why it's screwed up. But God invented stretching and 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 breath and all of that. So how can it be bad? So I I thank you for saying that because that almost not that it gives me permission, but it really does motivate me because I've tried all the other things except going back to the one thing that got me in the best shape. My heart was in shape. Um, I, I, everything I was, I was a physical specimen when I was doing yoga all the time. I it's get to start doing that. It, 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 because I, 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 like you have dealt with a lot of people who poo poo yoga for many reasons. And I honestly don't understand why, uh, if you recall the, uh, the Margarita song, uh, uh, she, uh, Pina Colada. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you're not into if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, I just don't understand that because, from my point of view, if you have a brain, you're doing yoga, because for all the reasons that you just said, and it's actually one of the reasons why one we have the the scientific biotype quiz up on our site, which anyone can take, but we also have the scientific weight loss program diary, and the point of the diary is not to replace or compete with. Uh, my fitness pal or calorie king or the apple health app all those work great and we are working in harmony with those apps the point of our weight loss diary is so that folks can go up and they can track all of their data up online they can invite their friends and family up online uh, you can see all of your scientific data grow your diet exercise and, and lifestyle data grow all of your images grow and you can see your progress over time and you can get the support from your friends, from your family, from your dietitian, from your fitness trainer. All of them can go to the site. It's all free in terms of being able to comment for free. And you can track all of that data and you can hold yourself accountable while getting the support that you need from your friends and family, etc. So I, I, please do yoga. It really is a fantastic exercise. Uh, and there are plenty of other great exercises, but for all the reasons that you said, yoga is, it really is a fantastic exercise. And I agree that I think that cannabis and all these other things were put here. They are here naturally. Let's use them honestly and wisely and in moderation. Wisely. Yeah, you're right. And when I, and, and I, I do need to preface what I just said about cannabis. I, I'm an advocate for it as a medicine. Um, okay. And, you know, I also in recreation as well. However, it is something that I do believe that you should educate yourself on. And if you're taking other medications, especially pharmaceutical medications, you should be very, very worried about uh, the intermixing of the two drugs, heart medication, uh, pain medication, um, which really with cannabis, you shouldn't need the pain medication, but mixing the two. There's a lot of different medications that do not mix well with cannabis or even CBD. 
So please educate yourself. Be responsible. When I say I'm an advocate, it's not being an a-hole about it. It's not just being a, a, a waste of space. I'm not saying that. But as a medicine, it is a gift from God. So anyway, um, I, 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 your website, again, I didn't get to spend as much time as I wanted to on it. But I will tell you, folks, um, you'll be able to go to his website. When we have the media kit, you will have all of the links uh, to his website and the work that he does. But I will tell you that the one thing I did notice was the quizzes. And that excited me because I, that's one of the things that I'm going to go back and do this weekend is take the quiz. Because when you have this kind of information available to you, folks, you should check it out. Because like, it's, look, we all struggle with this. I mean, unless if you're a, a lifestyle fitness coach or whatever, you got your thing going. But I would say the majority of us battle with our weight. We want to look healthier. We want to look more desirable. We want to have better sex. We want to have all the things. We want to look the part. And But we we try the different things and we get frustrated. We give up on it like me. Uh, I, I understand that. But these quizzes, the way I got, the way I felt about seeing this quiz was, well, at least now I'd be able to know. So I, instead of wasting my energy and just putting it all the wrong places, now I can focus on doing the right thing by my body, the way God made me. And that excited me. So I'm really looking forward to taking that quiz. And let me say this too, please. I, um, this is not about finding a way to say that one body type is better than another body type. Well, we're simply bringing forward the knowledge so that people can understand. So the analogy that I like to, to use is we don't get upset because four plus four is equal to eight. We just accept the fact that that is a fact and we can't change it. And the same is true with our human body. We, we have our genetics and our DNA and we can't change that. And that's not really true. We can, but it's not easy. And that's way down the road once we accept our human body for what it is. And once we accept it for what it is, and we figure out the best diet, exercise, and lifestyle for it, then we can begin looking at ways how we can improve it. But we have to accept it first. And that's one of the big issues right now, especially out on social media, is there's all these filters and Photoshopping and all this nonsense about perfect bodies. And it is detrimental to mental, emotional, and spiritual health, as well as physical health. It's not honest. It needs to stop. And so our information is not meant to do anything other than help you understand what your real scientific biotype is so that you can then make the diet, exercise, and lifestyle choices based on science to better your health in the short term and, and the long term. Uh, so is that is that making sense? Well, it's, and it, it's very, very appropriate, too, because one of the things that you just said was had a lot of layers to it um, when you were talking about you're not – you're not telling people what to do and this is how you should look. You're like the science says there's four different body types. So therefore, what, what works for one will not work for another. If our own government had that same attitude, because <laughs> one medication would work for one, but not the other, because we're human beings. We're different. We react differently. So there's no such thing as a one size fits all diet or a workout regimen that is going to work for the world. The same with the medication. So I Amen. love that you just said that. Amen. And I and the final thing that I'll say is I do have a book, um, and I like the fact that you talk about 
risque things because the name of the book is Overprivileged White Guy. It's my story. Uh, and the reason that I named it that was because when I figured out what my health was all about and I ventured out into the world, I couldn't imagine how much harder my life would have been in a body type four had I not been a white man. Because it's not a very friendly world to non-white people out there from my experience as a white man. So that was why I titled the book the way that it is. Uh, and I, again, it's, it's my story about how I came about the actual research. Um, and it talks about other things as well, but um, just wanted to throw that out there. You can get that up on the, uh, up on the website as well. So. I'm going to have a link uh, to that also in the media kit that I create and we distribute, uh, which you'll, you'll be able to find on Google News. The um, I, I like this. So you brought up the blue zones. There's a book uh, called Happiness in the Blue Zones or is it Happiness in the Green Zones? Now I forget. But it's basically the secrets of the, the world's happiest places. And uh, that's not even actually a book. I'm sorry. I just brain farted. The book that I'm, I forgot was I'm, that I'm actually referencing, but reading that book, The Happiness in the Blue Zones, made me want to read this other book. And it was about every race and male and female and showing the, the advantages or disadvantages that we're born with because of our skin color and because of our sex. And we all know, and I'm not apologizing for being white. I'll yeah, never yeah. apologize for being how God created me. So we'll Thanks. stop there. But yeah. I will say, I know for a fact that my life has been easier because I'm a white guy. Yeah. I've been in jail six times. I should have been jail in jail about 20 times. And I should be in federal prison still. And if I wasn't a white guy, I pretty much guarantee you that I would have been thrown in jail. But yeah. I got a... So it's not fair. It sucks. I hate it, but it is what it is. And I'm still not going to apologize for being white, but yeah, we have to inherit advantages that other races do not have. And I know that, you know, society and the government, they're all trying to change things and now make it where there's 8 million sexualities and 8 million genders and all that stuff. But I mean, the fact is, and they're all of these different movements. All it's really doing is causing more division. We should all just be, hey, this is how God created me. I'm going to be who I was created to be. I'm going to live in my purpose, why I was created. Those are the things that should matter. But society has changed that. And how that happened, I don't know. But now I want to read your book because I do that, that mindset without apologizing for being white just shows that you have a better take on reality than most people that I see every day. Well, thank you. And, and what you just said shows that you do too, because uh, there are a lot of white people out there who won't even accept the fact that uh, we do have advantages. I, I, like you, have there are times in my life where I should have gone to jail. I should have gotten a speeding ticket, but because I was a white dude, I, I got off with a slap on the wrist. And, I, and I, I'm well aware of that. And again, I'm not going to apologize for who I am. I can't change that. In terms of my skin color, but I do recognize it, and I do I do want to do everything in my power with that awareness to help out every other human being on the planet, regardless of what their skin color is, or race, or religion, or whatever. Uh, because I, I I just don't 
I, I, I'm, I'm not here to say something stupid like I don't see skin color. I most certainly see skin color, but I don't see it in any other way than what you just said, that in terms of genetics and DNA, we all have our differences and there are advantages and different and disadvantages to all of it. And that just sort of is what it is. And I'll sort of leave it there. Very cool, man. Tell everybody how they can find you and support you. Uh, you can go to fellowone.com. Um, you can also go up on social media. Um, so we have something up on the website called Ask Gnosis. And uh, think of it like Siri or Alexa. Uh, and if you, if you uh, buy the Advanced Scientific Weight Loss Program Diary, you'll get access to it. You can also buy credits. And um, I am in on that team. So I would be answering those questions, uh, whatever questions that you have about diet, exercise, and lifestyle. And we're considering expanding it out to spiritual science. The only reason that we're more hesitant about spiritual science stuff is because, unfortunately, right now, it doesn't it 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 is still very much unaccepted in the scientific community. Albeit that is changing thanks to places like the University of Virginia's medical school division of perceptual studies, where they have been doing. 50 years of outstanding spiritual science research. So that's the only reason I don't talk about it more or it's not more prominent up on our website. But we are proud spiritual scientists. Uh, and that's really what the asknosis is all about. So you can go to the website, you can buy credits, or you can do the Advanced Weight Loss Diary. Uh, and you can um, talk with me there. You can also go up on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving one out. But uh, we're up on social media also, and you can go there and talk with us. Uh, we have the four body types, and then we also do have the ask gnosis um, side of things up on social media. So either or is cool. All right. So is spiritual science the same thing as noetic science? I am not sure. Um, noetic science is that N O E C I uh, N O E T I C? N O E T I C. Yes. Noetic science. Hold on real quick. I am not sure. No I, I was just curious. I have a friend. Uh, he's in Ireland. He's one of the, um, probably one of the most brilliant noetic scientists I know. And it's, it looks it's, like it's I don't really understand it at all. <laughs> I try to. So according to what Google says, it is uh, how beliefs, thoughts, and intentions affect the physical world. So I would say yes, that that is that would definitely be a form of spiritual science because I mean what we're really talking about is how the soul, from my point of view, the soul is in command. The the physical human body is just that it's just a, a physical vehicle that our soul is in and it's how we are here. And when our body dies, our soul moves on. Um, so I would say that the noetic science is definitely a part of spiritual science. Yes. I need to introduce you to Benjamin. I think you guys would have a very interesting conversation. Happy to meet him. Well, Mark, absolute blessing to have you here. I really appreciate your time and uh, look at you again. Thank you so much for having me. And I very much look forward to being on, on the show again. Would love to come back. Amen. We'll definitely have you again. Take care and have a blessed Thanks. weekend. See you, Mark. You as well. See ya. That was so interesting. I, yeah, his website were cool. Um, there's just a ton of information there. And I almost got overwhelmed because I was going, you know, to look at just a couple things. And then all of a sudden it was just so much information. 
And uh, so I actually, I'm going to, I have it planned. I have it scheduled to spend time on his website, take that quiz. Cause I want to know, like I, one of the things that I take very, very serious is that my body is a temple and yeah, I go to the gym every day. Yeah. I work out every day. I you know, try to be as active as possible, but I also sit in front of my butt or sit in front of my butt. I sit on my butt in front of a computer for about 12 hours a day. You know, I try to make myself get up and move around and do all that, but it's not working. I'm not in the shape that I want to be in. And I work really freaking hard at it. I also like to eat. And I yes, I pushed away the donuts and I'm not doing, you know, eating all the sugar and things like that. Plus it just, it hurts me now to even eat sugar, which is kind of a strange thing. But the last time I had a donut, my body hurt all day the next day. So anyway, uh, you guys check that out. Fellow1.com, I believe he said. But again, you can go to our website where the, we'll publish the media kit. You'll be able to see it. You'll see the transcript, uh, links to all of his sites, link to his book. Really, really interesting, dude. Super grateful he came here. Thank you, guys. Uh, you have a blessed weekend, and we look forward to seeing you again.